Get your Bibles out and go to Matthew 16 with me, please. My sermon title today might be a little strange. It's called I Am, and I was not trying to make a T-shirt. <laughs> That's all right. Some people know what I'm talking about. I am that I am. Listen to this. I am says I am who I am. I am says I am who I am. Not the world does not say who you are. He says who you are. So Matthew 16, we're going to begin with this. And um, 16 verses 13. And let me, let me just read it. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, says, who do men say that I am? Let me stop right there for a second. Do you understand that Caesarea Philippi is not in Galilee? Do you know how far it is? It's like, a, it's like an eight-hour walk north for him to ask them one question. I, I would think, that's crazy incredible. Why, why would you say, everybody, let's go and walk to Jacksonville because I want to ask you a question. But he took them to a place called the Garden of the Gods where everybody's trying to figure out who their God is. And he goes, now, I'm going to get you up here in the Garden of the Gods. I'm going to ask you, who do you think I am? Now, that's a powerful thing to say because he's going to have a discussion over who he is, which is the most important question in the Bible. Who do you say I am? That determines eternity right there. That determines quality of life. That determines everything. Who is he? Is he God? Or is he just a good guy? I'll tell you about your life. What you think? Listen to the rest of this. Let's go down here. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked him, Who do men say I am? I the son of man am. And they said, Well, some of them say you're John the Baptist. Some of them say you're Elijah. How in the world that could be? I don't know because he was talking to, you know. And others say you're Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He says, Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, said, You're the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah. Flesh and blood did not show you this, but my father who's in heaven. And I say to you, talking to Peter, you are Peter. The word there is Petra, or pebble. Not, not boulder, pebble. He said, you're pebble, and on this boulder I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not. Not now. Not 21, not 22, not 23, not 24, not 25. The gates of hell will never Amen. defeat the church. Now, this is where we're going today. When God showed Peter who Jesus was, Jesus told Peter who he was. When you find out who Jesus Christ is, he will show you who you are. And you'll never know until you know who he is. And the moment you find out who he is, Zach, when Zach really started honoring him, Zach found out who he was. Yeah. Folks, that's huge. That's not little. Now, we're going to go down this road right here. I am says I am who he says I am. Jesus did not come into the world to create a second-rate new creation or church. There's nothing second-rate about anything. I will build my church and the gates of hell. That would be government. That would mean everybody in the world could be against you, and they would not make it. So let's talk about Jesus here for a minute, and let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 here. 
Just go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Let me read something to you. Today, you're leaving full of God. He's already started moving real strong. Um, when you honor him, he honors you. You go, I don't know, where's the anointing? Well, it's you, it's you that enters his gates. He's not entering yours. Thank you. That's just God. All right, Ephesians. Let me just read this out of this book right here. I got, I got a, I got a journal. I don't know whether do y'all journal. Does anybody here journal other than me? When the Lord shows me something I found out a long time ago, you better write it down. Yeah. Someone says, "What did the Lord say to you back then?" I'll go, well, "Hold on a minute, I'll tell you." Because <laughs> I don't want to forget it. That's what happened with the Bible. They wrote it down. I said, "Ah, oh, we saw that." I want to read this in the Message Bible. It says, I, I ask the God of our Master Jesus, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him. Personally, that you, your eyes are focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life he has for you. And to utter the extravagance of his work, those who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All of this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from the dead and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the whole universe. Everything from galaxies to governments. No name, no power is exempt from his rule, not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything. At the center of all this is the church. You see... The church is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts and fills everything with his presence. Amen. Say, I am, I am. The, church. the church. When Jesus walked the earth, he walked the earth as a man. But I'm going to read something I wrote down, and I just pay attention for a minute. Jesus is absolute victorious mankind. He walked the shores as a man born in a very humble setting. While the world was chaotic and a very challenging time, he never lacked knowledge. He never lacked wisdom. He never lacked influence or money or anything. He was the master of himself, all the devils, all weather, and all circumstances. The Pharisees never trapped him, rattled him, or caused him to fear. And when they finally killed him, which he is the master of, he rose from the dead, master of death, hell, and Satan. He's the first of a redeemed, restored, victorious humanity that would follow him. What was he doing when he made you a new creation? He was making you like him. Is he victorious? Say, I am too. See, he never created a second-rate church, and he never created a second-rate Christian. If you're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, are you a flawed workmanship? You are not. Nothing inferior about you. If Jesus was the prototype, what does the type look like? If he was victorious, say me too. How often? All the time. Where does it say until 2021? It doesn't. 
And you don't know what we're going through. Well, Jesus went to hell and came out. And they're throwing everything at me. Yeah. Hello, Jesus. I'm going to get ahead of myself right now. Satan is scared to death of you. And he's, a scared, he's more afraid of the message than he is you. But if you ever hook up with the message, you'll terrify him. All right. Go to, go, go to, go to um, 2 Samuel 23, and I wished I had brought out my, um, I, didn't, I did read Ephesians, but not in the King James, so please forgive me. Go to 2 Samuel, or yeah, 2 Samuel 23. Last week, you, you guys, and I don't know if you know you did it, Nikki had gotten together, and they were trying to figure out what to give me for a gift. What do you give a guy that has everything? Especially when he has the most beautiful woman in the world, what do you give him? Someone says, well, why'd you marry Lisa? I said, well, because I never, I never was attracted to any other woman after that. Some of y'all. If you think you have the most beautiful woman, that's your opinion. <laughs> See, God makes a special man. He goes, I got to have a special woman. Ooh, glory. We'll get into marriage one day up here. Y'all want to do that? Yep. Y'all want to talk about marriage one day, get in here and talk about it. It's, it's fun if you do it right. It's not fun if you don't. You do it his way, it's fun. If you do it your way, not so good. You say, well, I must be doing it my way. I know. Come back. <laughs> Lisa and I are absolute best friends. Amen. Samuel, 2 Samuel 23, and I'm going to start reading with verse 8. And we're going to start talking about David's mighty men. But before I get started, this is in your Bible for a reason. This is in your Bible because he's a type of Jesus. When God anointed David, which was just a shepherd boy with the Holy Ghost, he created a warrior king. And when, he, when Saul ran him off because he was jealous, that's still going on in the earth today. The world is... They don't, there's things they don't like about God. Okay? They don't like you. There's people who don't like you. You say, well, they don't like me. Well, pick who does. If you want the world to like you, we won't. If we like you, they won't. Amen. So David goes off in the wilderness, and 400 men came to him, and it says they were broke, distressed, disconcerned, discouraged. They were all losers. Every one of them. Wasn't a winner in the whole pile. But after hanging around David, the anointing on him got on him. And 400 men became the greatest army in Israel, though small. None of them ever died, and none of them were ever defeated. It's a type of you. And this Old Testament, this is not New Testament. These guys didn't have the Holy Ghost in them. They only had the Holy Ghost on them. Now, so when you're reading it, I want you to go, I think that's me. It is. Verse 8, these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Now, when you get to heaven, just listen to me. Don't, don't walk up and go, aren't you the Joseph Bathamite dude? <laughs> Learn his name now. 
He's a bad dude. You don't want to be ticking him off. Not even over there. Joseph, Jose, something, Bathabeth, the Tachmanite. You got to really got to learn it. You got to learn it before you die. Chief among the captains, he was called Adeno. That's short. We just learned Adeno. Say, aren't you Adeno the Esnite? Because he killed 800 men at one time. This is not a movie created by Marvel. This is one 100% real serious. And they're fighting him. He's not slaughtering men standing there doing nothing. They're trying to kill him. And this trumps any movie you have ever seen. Men have always known they were created in the image of God and they're supposed to be victorious. But only when you meet Jesus is it true. So somebody told me about the movie 300, and what scared me, bothered me, didn't scare me, it bothered me, they said, Dad, there's a certain part of the movie we're going to have to forward fast for you. I went, how do you know? <laughs> they said, well, and, they, and my boys are good. If they see something, they kind of go, and they just go by. I, I get it. But, you know, when you watch movies like that, and young men love movies like that, you know, but that's not, that's reality. You and I were born to win. God did not make a loser ever. Adam was not a loser until he submitted to a loser. And you know why he did it? To keep her. He said, God, and he looked at Eve standing there naked. Never mind. God goes, me? And she goes. And she ain't got a stitch on. And he goes. And that's been man's downfall ever since. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate that. You take a man like Samson, whoop everybody. And make Deli and Delilah make him eat out of her hand. I said, baby, come over here. <laughs> Some of y'all hadn't smiled yet. Are y'all alive? Are y'all alive yet? Have you? You're not going to bring the S word, are you? No, we're going to do that in about a month or two. We're going we're to get in here and have a whole week, month on, on marriage. On how to make your marriage heaven on earth. How to go home to a good home and, and, and have a husband who's a man of God that can be strong and gentle. Y'all want to do that once? Well, you got to come to church. All right. After him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo. Now, don't go to heaven and ask him, are you a Dodo? This is a bad dude. You do not want to do that. Son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the men. One. Say one. I want you to understand that even though you feel you need everyone to agree with you, you do not. How many people was Jesus on the earth? One. One. And he controlled the whole Roman Empire. Yes. 
by himself. Now, if that is the original, what do you think would happen if we ever did get together? But if they don't, one is more than enough. I want you to say this. I am more than enough. That way, if everyone left me, it's all right. They'll be back. After you get all the money, they'll be back. Once you get a house full of furniture and a lot of food, the kids come home. You know, your children can smell popcorn about 10 miles away. I think mom and dad are popping popcorn and watch the movie tonight. Let's go over there. <laughs> I'm doing good. Y'all ain't saying amen yet, but we, we, we didn't get there. One of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines, were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel retreated. Now listen to me. There are people retreating. Don't let it bother you. Leave it alone. You know when COVID happened? I know one church stayed open. I didn't mind it. I enjoyed all the tithes and offerings coming out of Tampa and Daytona. Amen. Amen. There you can retreat if you want to. You see, me and God are a majority. I want you to say that. Me and God are a majority. But the whole point of this that he's trying to get across to you is there was only one guy. And God won a victory. He won a victory with 100 people. He won a victory with one guy. And the men of Israel retreated. He arose and attacked the Philistines by himself until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the Bible. I mean, sword. What do you think it's talking about? He had one, he got a scripture in his hand and whipped everyone. Now let's go back to David for just a moment. Don't ever stay with a sling and a stone. Once David had Goliath's sword, he gave up the sling. But while he had the sling, God, David, and a, and a rock was enough. That's right. But don't stay with just enough Amen. when more than enough shows up. Amen. So even though you whoop the devil with one scripture, after you whip him, get three. Get a whole lot more than you know now. You can whoop him. You can whoop every devil in hell with just John 3, 16. Why don't you just go ahead and get Romans 10, 9, and 10 and add to it? Why don't you get 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and add to it? Why don't you get up there, if God is for me, who could be against me? Why don't we add a whole lot of scriptures to all the scriptures you already know? So he said, he got the word of God in his hand, stepped in the middle of the field, and slaughtered every devil that came at him. Why? He's a mighty man. This is Old Testament type of you. What's our days ahead look like? Great. I don't know what they think they're doing, but God is laughing. He's sitting in heaven going, (laughs) I'm going to say God and DeSantis. You know what Jordan told us one time? 
Because when I can't come to Florida, Mom and Dad, there ain't no, there ain't nothing to haul out of here. It is now. The ports are open. California hadn't figured it out yet. But we don't need California. Cut it off, shove it out in the ocean. Florida, we'll just take all of your stuff and bring it in here. Now, that's just a little political for y'all. If God is laughing, how we just need to sit around and go, <laughs> you idiot. It's okay to call an idiot. The Bible says in the last days there'll be morons. That's the Greek word morons. Have you seen any morons? Facebook, that's a moron, that's a moron. Oh my God, that's a moron. If God called a moron, that must mean it's okay for you to call a moron. Someone says, that's not right, call a moron. I'm just quoting the Bible. <laughs> call it like it is. Amen. Now, now look at this. He brought her out a great victory, and everybody came back to, to plunder. <laughs> Where were you during the fight? All right. Here's my favorite. Verse 11. After him was Shema, the son of Agi, the Herorite. The Philistines gathered together into a troop, and there was a piece of ground full of lentils. Beans. Someone said, why are you risking your life for beans? Because they're my beans. That's right. Amen. I'm going to ask you a question. What is it that belongs to you? Yes. Yes. Amen. I want you to say this. My children. My children. You can't have them, devil. Just tell him one more time. Hey, devil. Hey, devil. You can't have my kids. You can't have my kids. Now, let's do one more. Whose job is it? Say, hey, devil. Hey, devil. You can't have my job. You can't have my job. Whose nation is this? Mine. Say, hey, devil. Hey, devil. You can't have my nation. You can't have my nation. I said so. I said so. Glory to God. Say, we didn't have arrogance. It is if you don't know faith. Didn't they call David arrogant? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing up here? When I Who's taking care of the little sheepies, boy? He said, well, let me tell you something, big brother. You're just sitting back over here. You said the, the battle. I don't see a battle. I don't see a battle. Yeah. But there will be when I get done. Yeah. I want you to teach you something. Say, I, I own, own the ground. I walk on. When you walk in a room, they ought to go. Well, there they are. Amen. They did with Jesus. Amen. Well, you know that was Jesus. Well, that's Jesus. Well, who are you? I'll build my church. Say me. Gates of hell. Cannot. Will not. Take us out. Now, every, every devil in hell and all the Democrats and Republicans are afraid of you. Yeah. I didn't say just Democrats. Yeah. I'm only 99, 999% of the Republicans. Yeah. You say, well, are they all bad? And it wouldn't matter. Amen. He didn't say I build my government. He said I build my church. Yeah. You got your eyes in the wrong place. I'm not saying we shouldn't have someone in government. We need to get them back in there because yeah. that guy smoking dope right now has got to go. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, when you're sitting around going, what's wrong with him? <laughs> How many of y'all were sinners at one time? All right, okay. Now, I'm not asking you for show of hands. 
How many of you did drugs? You did drugs before. BC, before, before, did drugs, did drugs, did drugs. Did drugs. If you want to know what's going on in the White House, ask these people with their hands up. I mean, I'm like looking going, he's on crack. Never mind. I thought this was a church. It is. It is. I thought you were a preacher. More than you, more than you know. I'd like to tell you who I am, but you wouldn't be able to handle it. I'm going to hold off. I'm just going to hold off. There are pastors who hold more than one office, and it's in the anointing. And you go over there to a word of life, that guy is not like anybody we met. That is true. It's not my fault you go to a backslidden church with a guy they hired right out of Bible school and gave him a job nine to five. You're called to God. You're anointed all the time. I don't pastor you. I pastor this whole city. That's true. Can I tell you something that you just, some of you will agree, some of you will look at me like a dog in a new bowl. I had lunch with the mayor Friday or yesterday. Friday. I helped him. The highest ranking official in this town is not the mayor. Ain't nobody, I will set in my church mayors and politicians. Help me, Jesus. So the other day I'm watching Jonathan, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. And you know who Trump's been watching on, he showed a video of him listening to Jimmy Swaggart. And he called Jimmy and said, I was going to watch the races, but I got intrigued. What's the former president listening to? Man of God. Come on. Yeah. Who do you think Billy Graham was? He's the steering of this nation. Yes. Presidents called him for a reason. Say, I am the church. Ain't anybody over you except Jesus himself. All right, we... Some of y'all are going, oh, I've never heard anything like this before. I know. Come back. Here's more. After him was shame of the son of Agai, the Herorite. Philistines gathered together in a troop where there was a piece of ground full of butter beans. And the people fled from the Philistines. And he stationed himself in the middle of the field and defended it and killed the Philistines. And the Lord brought about a great victory. One day I'm at home praying and I'm praying over, over my church. And the Lord said to me, what are you doing? And I'm home. I'm, I say I'm praying, but I'm whining. Y'all know the difference. No good. And he said, I gave you that church. Now you go stand in the middle of it and you tell the devil a thing or two. And I got up out of my house and came down here. Wasn't anybody in the building but me and stood right there in dead center. And I said, Let's have a talk, Satan. You know who I am, and I know who you are. And I'm going to tell you something right now. This is my city. Amen. 
I'll do it with you and I'll do it without you, but I really don't care. This is the picture she gave me. There's Shamer. He hadn't finished yet. It's obvious. <laughs> Say, that's me. that's me. This is an Old Testament type and shadow of the church. Let me jump back up on my high and lift it up. Amen. Amen. Let's look at a few scriptures. Let's look at a few. Page two. Some of y'all don't remember Rush Limbaugh. 2 Corinthians 2 4. <laughs> Get ready. Second Corinthians 2, I think, no, 14. Thanks be to God who always. 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 Help me, Zach. Always. Always. Win some, lose some? No. no. Didn't say it. Always. Say always. always. How many battles are you supposed to be losing? How many did Jesus lose? None. None. How many bad days did he have? None. All right, let's get a picture. He's sleeping at night. They walk in the house. Jesus, he goes, oh, boys, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Yesterday was, ooh, you know, I want to need you all to go take care of that crowd. And he says, God, I got to go a little rest. And oh, he's kind of tired. He said, I'm kind of battling this little sinus infection here and, you know, if y'all would just bring me a little bit of wine, a little bit of bread, and just, you know, let's just kind of take off for a few days here, and I'm just, I'm kind of tired. That's right. Say, I don't think so. No. Why do you do it? Uh, yeah, I'm tired. No, you're not. You're thinking wrong. You're thinking wrong. Your body lines up with your mind. Tell your body. Hey, body. You ain't tired. And you ain't old. Tell your body, you ain't old. You ain't sick. I was listening to Jonathan again the other day, if you don't mind, with a little, little bit of Jonathan here. And he said, he said, you know, if you have a call of God on your life and he calls you to preach, go preach. He said, my father's been preaching 40 years never, and never canceled a meeting. Never, never, never. You know, in all these years, 32 years, how long I've been here? 32, 33, I don't know. I've missed two services because I yielded to the doctor. They put me in a hospital and put some stuff in my veins and told me I couldn't go home twice. And I decided after that, we ain't doing this again. So one, the one time they had me down, I said, you know, pull this out of my arm. I got to go home. He go, well, you're sick. I said, no, I'm not. Well, you don't feel good. I said, yeah, I do. He said, well, you're recovering. I said, I recovered home. Yeah, I got up and went, I bind you, foul devil, in hell in the name of Jesus. Yeah, amen. Right. And they had a little tube in my belly to drain all the water that was in me. And they pulled it out, and I looked like I was pregnant. <laughs> On the way home, they gave me a pile of pills for, for pain. Them in the trash. Yeah. I, did, I just didn't need them. I didn't throw them away because I did. if I got was in pain, I would have taken them. But I, but I did. I never even got. I never even had a pain. And I got in my church Wednesday night. Opened your Bible and they went, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I work here." <laughs> well, you're supposed to be in the hospital. No, I'm not. Right. Who told you that? Right. That's my fault. Well, the doctor told me to go down there. They opened me up and it was full of gangrene, sucked it all out, took it back, and then went down to Home Depot and got it done. The big <laughs> sewed me up. 
I said, I'm ready to go home. Come on, y'all, don't. So anyway, Jonathan says, one time he was, went to a meeting, he was, he was sick, real sick, real sick. And he, and, and he was up there, and, he, and during the worship service, they gave him the meeting, and he's preaching, and, he, and he's like, and he said, okay, everybody, let's worship the Lord. He ran around behind the stage, found a bucket. And he goes, all right, everybody, let's pray in the spirit for a while. But he got through it, came back out and said, hallelujah. You know the best way to get healed? Get an anointing. So you got to get rid of this defeat. Win some, lose I don't win some and lose some. I win, 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 win. That's why I'm a bulldog. I win, 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 win. How's next week? Great. How's next month? Great. How's my finances? Great, great, great. I wouldn't put on this earth for defeat. I'm not put on this earth for lack. I'm not put on this earth for sickness and disease. I am not having, I don't want to be a part of the program. But you're going to have to get a mindset. As he is, so am I. Come on, y'all, let's go. As he is, so am I in the earth. As he is, not not was, is, so am I. Here. Now, see, you got to think that way. You, you, don't, you won't go down. You got to get that in your head first. As a man thinks, so is he. Shema had a, had a victory. He didn't go to the field to die. He went to the field to live. Yes, he did. Dr. Paul Young Cho sent boys to Vietnam. One million, one million people in the church. One million. He sent boys to Vietnam. You know how many died? None. You're not, David never lost a man. You're not supposed to go to war and die. Listen, I was listening to Mark Hankins yesterday. And he was talking about the blood. He said that there's a church in Miami called Words of Life, Stan Moore. Stan Moore preached two years on the blood. And there's a businessman in that church. And he, and he heard sermons every week on the blood, on the blood, and on the blood. And he would walk in his office in the morning and go, I plead the blood of Jesus over my, over my office. I plead the blood over my work. I plead the blood. He said one day his boss over him had gotten involved with the mob. And some men came in with black masks and black shirts and AKs and came into the office to destroy it and to kill everyone in the office. And they said, get on your face. And they all laid on the face. And he said, I got down on my carpet and I said, I plead the blood. They got a son of God down. And the man walked up and said, shut up. What did you say? He said, I said, I plead the blood. And they took the rifle, put it to his head, pulled trigger. Click. Nothing happened. Click. Threw the gun down, grabbed another one, came over. Click. And the man's going, I plead the blood. Click. Pull his pistol out. Click, click. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. And, they, and, and all their rifles are in a pile because ain't none of them shooting. So they went in the next office and beat everybody up. And the police, somebody saw it going on. And so the police came, surrounded the building, took those guys captive. And then they came up and they said, to the man on the floor, why is everybody beat up but you? 
Are you a part of them? He said, no, I plead the blood. No weapon formed against me or prosper. Every tongue that rises against me shall, shall condemn and prove to be wrong. No weapon, not one weapon formed against me shall prosper. I plead the blood. I own the ground. I walk on. I own this church. You own your business. That's your business, and it's your family. It is your body. It is your home, and you take possession. Kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you take it. Well, you don't want to name it, claim it. Yes. You ever heard of the power of attorney? Listen, if Donald Trump gives you a check and he signs his name, you don't need to go buy a Toyota Tacoma or a Corolla. If you come up here with a Volkswagen, you have problems. It should be a Bentley at the least. If Jesus signed a check and handed it to you, what are you doing? I have given you my name. I got a check, but we, uh, yeah, all right. I don't think the church has woke up yet. When we're coming out, everybody else out of the closet? I'm coming out of my closet. Say me too. Thanks be to God who always leads us into well, you know, you win some and you lose some. That's what the gator said, but the dogs do not. Now, let's talk about, let's talk about football for just a minute. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. We'll get away from the dogs for a minute, so I don't want to bother you. Are they going out there to see how they do? They're not. They're going out there for what? To win. Do you know where? That desire came from that's in you to win? God. God is a winner. Is Jesus a winner? What are you? You're a winner. You were created to win. Now the Bible says I'm his workmanship. Folks, he didn't have a Lexus and a doodlebug. If the prototype is a Ford Raptor, the second one is a Ford Raptor. Right. And the third one is a Ford Raptor. Right. Yeah. If the first one has a thousand horses, the second one has a thousand. If Jesus has all power, what's the second one have? All power. Power. Say, <laughs> Now, I want to say something to y'all. Don't, 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 don't throw anything at me. If I put pipes on my truck, don't leave the church. I like noise. I want my truck to go. The guy in it goes, why can't my truck go? Am I right, Zach? Come on, help me out. Come on, Zach. You know why I like jets? Have you ever heard of a quiet jet? That pastor's noisy. It might be some power. 
Oh, y'all are fun. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge everywhere we go. Amen. Let, me, let me, while you're going to Ephesians 2.10, should we be different? Yes, we should. When I worked construction, I had a job laying block, and they paid me 11 bucks an hour. But $11 an hour is not my source. Now, Mark 11, 23 says, listen, listen very carefully. Whatever you desire, there is no parentheses based on your income. It's just not in there. And he said, my desire. My desire. Yes, amen. He didn't say I had to make it come. He didn't say I had to create it. He just said I had to pray. So I prayed for a Toyota four-wheel drive truck. And and the Lord showed me, and I got one. Mm -hmm. Now I drive up to work, and I'm the only new truck there. Mm -hmm. And they said, are you running drugs? Because you immediately figure, well, if you got money, you must be in sin. That's the way a sinner thinks. There's no way in the world it's because you're walking with God. I said, no, I'm tithing. And they said, you're full of stuff. They said, how are you doing? I said, well, listen, if I'm wrong, why are you driving that piece of crap over there and I got a new truck? Maybe you ought to listen to me. You understand, that's the fragrance. You're walking around saying, I love Jesus. You go, you, you, you get rid of the Bondo mobile. Mm-hmm. Say, God, I'm going to represent you. I need a new car. Amen. And he'll give you one. Yes, he will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, now, come back one day after we do the marriage thing. Let's talk about prosperity. Yeah. And I said this one Sunday, and I'm going to say it again. How many people died in the flood? Do you know? 58 billion. A lot of people. Not, not 500. They lived a 1,000 years. They had kids every year and a half. And none of them all did. 58 billion. What if they were all alive? Where in the world would you get the money? Did you know if they were all alive today, nobody would be broke? There's no shortage. You don't have someone's money. That's socialism. That's right out of the pit of hell. Don't become a socialist, you idiot. Ain't nobody got your money. You want more money? Use your faith. Oh, I'm going to hear him preach. You said, well, Mark Hankins has an airplane, and that money could be used for somebody in Guatemala. Everybody living now could have an airplane. It wouldn't bankrupt God. And people in Guatemala could still eat. See, what's wrong is your your thinking is screwed up. You think you serve a teeny, itty, bitty, witty, bitty God. He's not need to be the king weenie. Everybody that ever lived could be alive now and rich. That means there's a lot of wealth. Now you understand, why does the world not know this? Because they're damned. This is the damnation. When you come out of Christ, you're no longer under damnation. So prosper, irritate them. Drive them insane. 
whatever you desire. It's not what God desires. What do you desire? How am I, how am I doing? Y'all look at you need, you need to quit conforming to all the people that are watching television. They don't know anything. Amen. The devil's an idiot. He don't know anything. Come to church. I'll teach you something. That's that prosperity preacher over there. Yeah. You know, if the airplanes keep it up, I'm going to buy one. I'm not wearing no mask. Not in my plane. Am I going to get a shot? Airplanes aren't for the devil. I'm going to tell you something. Rolls Royces are not for the devil. Rolexes are. That's how, yeah, I don't have a Rolex. I don't want one. If I wanted one, I'd have one. I have five. You know what I decided one day after I bought all my guns? I can't shoot but one at a time. And Lisa thought, well, I can wear more than one piece of jewelry at a time. Amen. Amen. Okay. okay. Say he always, Ephesians 2. Are y'all good? We're, listen, you know what the clock means to me? Absolutely nothing. Let's go to Ephesians 2, 10. For I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good. I want you to say this. God made me for good all the time. What does next year look like? Good. What's the market look like? Good. What's the economy look like? Good. How are we going to do for food? Good. So you, you listen, you got to start thinking Bible. He didn't say whatever. Listen, the, the government is not over the church. Is they're not controlling you, you are controlling it. What, what, what did our forefathers do? Came over here and said, British, get the heck out of here. Amen. Sorry, I said heck. I should have said hell, but I said heck. Sorry about that. Go, get out of here. Get, get out of here. Come, on. come in here and tell us what to do. You can't run your country and run in ours. We'll have our own country. Yeah. Well, they, they, they gave us a constitution. Everybody seems to be fighting for it. You have a constitution written out of what? The Bible. Yeah. Go back to the, you say, we're going back to the basics. Yeah. yeah. If they're ignoring that, they ain't ignoring this. They're not listening to the Constitution. You open this up and you tell the devil where to go. And you might want to look at him and go, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm bigger than Shema. And he whipped you and you ain't. You're in for a fight now. Now listen to me. Rodney Howard Brown, one, told everybody, no. And the Texas governor went, I like that guy. And then DeSantis went, oh, me too. Did you know no one stood up until one did? It wasn't long they let him go. Don't go quiet on me. Say I. More than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. God did not make you Second rate. There's nothing junky about you. I want you to start believing in it. 
And we look at men of God and go, ooh, that's, I like Kenneth Copeland. I like Jerry. I think I'm Kenneth. He should meet me. Now, is that a, an exaggerated opinion? Why, why would you call that when I just got through saying, he, may, he made me? What did he do go? I made a Copeland and, oh God, I made a Daryl. And you've been taught to think that way. You are unique on purpose. You're not like everybody. Great. Amen. You're not supposed to be like everybody. Amen. I didn't marry Lisa because I wanted a woman to be like me. I wanted a woman to do what I can't do. Amen. Lisa does what I cannot do. Amen. So we together are one. Amen. Once you figure that out, you'll go, oh, give me a good woman. And you women will give me a good man. You can understand that. Don't fight. Don't divide the one God gave you to complete you. <laughs> Never mind. Ladies, I am doing my best, and you just need to help me. Just hallelujah. Pray to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I got more scriptures. I'm not sure. I need to step someplace else. Huh? Romans 8. I haven't even gotten to my main scripture yet. And I'm going to in a minute, and I'm not going to shut up until I do. So you might as well just go ahead. You guys watching online, get some coffee. You know, I was wondering how people did online, and when I was at Robin and Johnny's, Johnny never even got out and went to the bathroom. I went, oh, they do. They can actually sit there and watch. I didn't either. I enjoyed Lisa so much, and she's so pretty. I thought, I better go home. She's alone. Never mind. Johnny Hammond looked at me and said, you better go. I think she's taking your church away. I said, I don't care. Look at Romans 8, 31. What can I say to these things? Say it. What can I say? If God is for me, say, who do you think you are? Every voice that's talking to you right now, I want you to address it. Who do you think you are? Are you a king? Kings don't act like everyone else. They're a little on the bossy side. That kings are a little bossy. I said. <laughs> I, I got to tell you another story. I'm at the airport one day, and I think Benny Hinn had hired a pastor to do what he couldn't do. Called him a pastor. I went, okay, that's good. I guess he married and buried. Because Benny Hinn's an evangelist. I, I get it. And he's good. He's, uh, I don't have anything to get it. But he hired a guy to do the weddings and weddings and burial. And, and so I'm standing there with a, with a guy, and he goes, do you know who that is? I said, no. Who is it? <laughs> that's Benny Hinn's pastor. I said, does he know me? <laughs> And I walked over and I shook his hand and I said, are you Benny Hinn's pastor? He said, yes, I am. I said, I'm Pastor Dell. And we talked a minute. 
And I came back and he goes, who do you think you are? I said, who do you think I am? I don't know, where, where, where did y'all get this? I'm just nobody. You can get it out of here. You know, think, think about Jesus. He's 12 years old. His mom goes, where you been? Temple. Doing what? Teaching them about my father. She goes, you're 12, come on. He goes, okay. He came back later when he was 30. Tell him mama's out here. He goes, tell my mom to be quiet. It's okay when I'm 12. But at 12, at 12, he knew who he was at 12. Yeah. He's sitting around all these guys going, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Do you know who you are? Yeah. The devil knows who you are. Because yeah. he ain't never going to know who you are. See, he does know who you are. But you, you find out who you are, you'll scare him back. We'll get, and that's, i, I got to go there in a minute. Listen to the rest of this. Who, he who didn't spare his own son, delivered him up for me, how shall he not with Jesus give me all? Say all. all. It didn't say some. Listen, listen, there's no win some, lose some. That's Gator. No bad months. I don't want to ever hear you again in business go, well, you know how it is in the fall. No. Every month is a good month in your business. Every month is a good month. Everything you put your hand to prospers seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 12 months out of the year, and not when you're young and when you're old. I mean, you're going to prosper when you're 18. You're going to prosper when you're 88. And when you get 108, you're still going to be prospering and blessed. They know when some lose some. Every day I wake up is a victory day. Every day that I wake up is a good day. Every day that I wake up, I'm more than a conqueror. Now, that's called an attitude. Faith is an attitude. David had an attitude. Jesus had an attitude. Peter had an attitude. They killed Paul once. He got up and went back in the city. He didn't go. They don't like me there. Yeah. He went, boy, they need the gospel and they're bad, don't they? They kill their preachers. Yeah. He ain't gonna, I ain't going to quit. Yeah. I don't even know how to spell quit. Q-U-I-E-T. <laughs> Who is going to bring a charge against me? Who brings the charge against me? Who has the right to say anything about you if Jesus made you. If, if Jesus forgave you, if Jesus washed you, if you are a brand new species, what do you care what they think? You know that your clothes don't make you. Did you know that, that Kenneth E. Hagin was an old geezer that did not wear pencil leg pants? 
Did you know there were kids listening to him? It ain't, your, it ain't the clothes you wear that make you. It's who you are that makes you. I'm going to give you an offer right here. I'm going to give you a diamond and a brown bag or some dog poo-poo and a gold bag. Which one you want? Diamond and brown bag. I'll take the diamond and brown bag. I ain't pulling my gun out. If, and I'm not going to, this ain't Haiti. If I said, if I ask you, would you like this 20, how many of you would take it? All right, all right. Now hold on a minute. Now, who wants it? Hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> You're in the middle of my illustration. <laughs> okay, now that I have dirtied it, who wants it? And you know how the devil stomped on me and made me dirty? It didn't change who you are. I had a bad life. You're still the righteousness of God. What's happened to you didn't change your value. I was going to use a 50, but I knew good and well I would never get somebody diving up here wanting to kill me. No. Here you go. Here you go. All right. All right. Say it. I'm his workmanship. I'm his workmanship. Created for good. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now I'm gonna dare you to say it. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Lord. I am good. Some of y'all have had a hard time with it. Well, I'm just you know, I'm just old sinner. No, you're not either. What you do, the things happen to you do not make you who you are. What I'm doing is I'm because you know who Jesus is, I'm telling you who you are. And then once you find out who you are, there's not a devil in hell will take you out. I'm, I'm, I'm just, now go, now go to Deuteronomy 28. Right here it says, in all these things I'm more than a conqueror. He didn't say conqueror, he said more. Deuteronomy 28, go there. I think this is my last scripture. I didn't say I was done, I just said it's my last scripture. Right now, we're going to stop and take up an offering. Not really, I'm teasing. I'm playing. I'm just having fun. I like to pretend like I'm a TV preacher every once in a while. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't do that then. You know why? Because you don't meet my needs. I've never once looked at you and said, I need more people in this church. I don't need more people. I need more God. All right. Deuteronomy 28. I think. You know that Christ redeemed us from the curse, don't we? Galatians. So as we read this, I don't want you to read it like, yeah, but I'm not there yet. Yeah, you are. You died on the cross, rose from the dead, and as he is, so are you in the world. You're going to have to start reading your Bible that way because now you are 
The blessing of Abraham is on you now. It is on you now. So you've got to read it that way. This is you. You shall come to, if you, you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and serve him all these commandments that I command you, you I will set you high yes. above nations. Listen, China's a nation. What did God say he was going to do? Set you high? China is an issue. I didn't say they weren't. But he said, I'm setting you above them. Say high. high. Above. Above. All the nations of the earth, all these blessings will come on you and run over you like a mat truck. Amen. Who can stop it? Who can stop it? Nobody can stop the blessing of Abraham. And the government can't stop the blessing of Abraham. Your wife can't stop the blessing of Abraham. Judas stole money. Yeah. And he stopped the blessing of God. Amen. God could fill his coffers up and someone's stealing out of it. He, bet, he later wished he didn't, but it didn't hinder. Jesus going, oh, I can't feed you today. Someone's been stealing all of our money. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't know what we're going to do with Christmas. I mean, they got the porch locked down. Well, Christmas never has been about toys. That's right. Go home and watch. What's that? The Grinch. I'm going to help y'all with something. Some of y'all, you're non-charismatic. You don't talk in tongues. You don't understand the Grinch movie. At the end when they're going, Yahoo, Dora, yeah. They're tongues. (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo, Dora is not English. Father, I am trying. I'm doing my best I can. <laughs> you can't steal Christmas. No, you can't. All these blessings will come on me and overtake me because I obey the voice. Blessed will I be in the city or in Umatilla. That means Tennessee or New York. God does not care where you live. Oh, we just need to move. This place is falling apart. <coughs> well, obey God. Amen. He can bless you wherever he sends you. Amen. Now, God, God sent Elijah to a brook. He, he ate at the brook. Say, I'll eat. No matter where he sends me. City or country. You don't have to change locations. You can actually stay in this church. You don't have to go nowhere. That's a brand new wrinkle, isn't it? No, okay. Good. Blessed shall you be in a city. Blessed shall you be in a field. Blessed are you shall be the fruit of your body. That's children. The produce of your ground. The increase of your herds. Now, we don't have herds and, you know, all that. I mean, the poppy does, but nobody else does. And your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. And blessed, you know, sometimes you say, well, I don't know what's happening to meat prices. Well, why don't you buy a bull? Why don't we all just go out and buy a few cows and then slaughter them and then divide the meat up? Well, the farmers are going there killing their cows. We'll go buy one. Yeah. 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 Amen. Come on. Yeah. I was in a. Come on. Come on. No defeat. No get, get, let's get rid of defeat. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say your feet, I said defeat. 
Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and go out. Not when you come in only. I'm good. I, I hate mornings. No, I love mornings. Amen. Say, I pro, I'm prospering in the morning. I'm prospering in the afternoon. I prosper at night. I prosper Monday. I prosper Friday. I prosper January and June, July, and December. I prosper. Coming in, going out. I make money when I'm asleep. <laughs> you know, apple trees, orange trees grow while you're asleep. Your seed is growing even when you're sleeping. Now, this is a good. I will cause your enemies who rise against you to wish they had not done it. To be what? Defeated. I tell people sometimes that attack me, I go. You don't really want to do that. You have not met my father. Amen. I say this not with pride. We've had people come against this church. One guy came against me one day. He went bankrupt in about 30 days. Totally, completely bankrupt. This is his church. Don't attack it. I said, well, you, I ain't afraid of you. <laughs> no, but you ought to meet that guy behind me. Over there. Yeah. Amen. Big old angel come to your house tonight. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's true. We're about the FBI. We're about that big angel I got walking yeah. around with. <laughs> Amen. Oh, the Baptists are already there. They left four minutes ago. Do you all want to wait until they get through the line? Just ask him. Help me, Jesus. I love to pick on people. You figure that out. I'm an ex-Baptist. I'm just pentainted. I've just been messed with. I'm just a full Baptist. I will cause your enemies to rise against your face, to come against you one way of fleece seven. Yes. Satan is afraid of you. I will command the blessing on your storehouse. Yes. And all you set your hand. Everything, Megan. Everything. And he'll bless you in the land the Lord has given you. The Lord will establish you a holy people, just as he swore to keep you the commandments of the Lord your God. And all the people of the United States and the rest of the world will look at the church and say, you scare us. I am very proud of the parents the, the, that are the new terrorists. You ain't teaching this to my kids. Yeah. We'll call the FBI. Well, I'm going to hit my knees, honey. There's something that needs to happen in the body of Christ that I haven't seen in years, but it will begin to happen, and I'm not saying this to bring fear. Was it Ed Dufresne went into a city, and the, and, the, and the city told the church, you can't have a church in this city. We will not give you a permit. And Anne Dufresne was a prophet, and he walked in that city and said, in 30 days, you'll have a permit. And he told the city, he said, you tell the mayor that he will die if he doesn't get the permit. And he died. 
And they came out and said, would you like your permit? <laughs> Folks, listen to me. This ain't a game. God wants to build a church in your city. He'll build a church in your city. There's another story, and I haven't heard stories like this in a long time. Let's go down this road a minute. There was a minister preaching the gospel in a cow town out west. The cowboy came in and said, hey, preacher, shut up or I'll run you out of town. And the preacher stood up and said, well, I'm not going to stop preaching. He says, well, I'm going to run you off. And he starts popping a whip at him, trying to hit him. Bull whip. Bull whip. And that whip went to the left, went to the right, went to the left, went to the right. And he's walking out and trying to hit that preacher. And the bull whip goes here, bull whip goes there. Preacher's standing there. And he finally walked up and took the handle and hit him in the forehead. Boom, with the handle. And he got in his Cadillac and drove off. Prophecy came for it. He hit my servant. And I hit him. And they found him dead on the road. In his car upside down. And we hit the preacher. With your bull whip. You don't run a town. Ain't no devil in hell runs town. If they come against you, they're going to have to come over, they're going to have to climb over God. I'm doing a good job, ain't I? Now, the Bible says in Psalm 2 that God is up in the heaven going, (laughs) what do you guys think you're doing down there? Don't you start laughing. You turn on the news, you go, (laughs) (laughs) you're crazy. Where's my Bible? I got one more thing I'm going to read to you. And I'm going to do my best to turn you loose. I'm going to show you what God says. I don't want you to say this. I am a new creation. Say, I am blessed. That means no lack. This is who you are. I am accepted in the beloved. That means God loves you. I am forgiven. You have no past. I am redeemed. I am healed. I am complete. See, he already finished you. You're not trying to become. Say, I am righteous. Say, I am victorious. That's who. Isn't this good? I want you to do something now. I want you to get up, start learning to do what happened in church today in your home. I have scriptures. I wake up in the morning and I go, I am loved. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. And I am blessed. And I'm more than a conqueror. I I just say that. I always feel it. I don't always feel it. I don't always feel victorious, but I am. Feelings follow thought. The blessing is voice activated. God came up with that long before you ever had a phone. Jesus is the first of victorious mankind. Say, I am the second. 
We don't have to wait until we die to be victorious. And we're in the earth, but we're not of it. We're in the world. We're not of it. He's from heaven. You're from heaven. Do you see how this thinking changed? You said in church already, and, and you've gotten happy. You're happier now than you were when you woke up. But nothing changed except the way you think. I want you to do yourself a favor. Jesus got a Bible and found out who he was. He walked in his church and opened up and said, see the scripture? This is me. Did you know what 2 Corinthians 5, 17, did you know that scripture is about me? I am that scripture. So are you. That is a, that you are that scripture. That's who you are. Bless coming in and bless going out. That's who you are. Not what you're trying to get. That's who you are. Some of you have a hard time with this one. I am healed. You're not the performer. You're the believer. Quit trying to make it happen. And just say, I am the healer. And rest. Let God do his job. So I don't have bad days. Isn't this good? Isn't this awesome? When I started learning this, I told a story earlier about a man. I wish I could remember his name. Lisa will remember it in a minute. Barry Hahn. Barry Hahn is a broke businessman that came to one of Kenneth Hagin's meetings. And he was down to $200. Broke. Other had $200. And when Brother Hagin was preaching a message on how to be led by the Holy Ghost, and Brother Hagin said, you were not destined to be poor, nor broke or defeated. And the man said, okay, God. He took his $200, went to his closet and said, where do I invest this? And the Holy Ghost told him. He came to the camp meeting where he gave, a few years later, where he gave Kenneth Hagin $1 million U.S. dollars as a gift. And he said, I have never lost a penny since. Never had a bad day investing. Never. And he had more than that in the bank. He only gave a little bit of it. Now, some people say, I wish you would happen to me. Now, it happened because you wish. But the mentality that you somehow or another are supposed to have good days, bad days, ups and downs is not correct. Joshua was not supposed to go in the promised land and win a few and lose a few. We're not supposed to go to war and some of them die. Dr. Paul Youngichella told you, sent boys to Vietnam. Not one died, not a boy. Your kids are not supposed to be lost to the world and drugs. Don't, don't you no, shut it down in your head. You didn't raise kids for the, well, you know, so you win some. No, hell no. You get in the middle of your field and go, you won't take a soul in my family to it. You will not take my job. You will not take my life. You will not take my family. You will not take my health in Jesus' name. And the Bible will bring, and God will bring about, a great victory. 
say amen. amen. All of you online, did you enjoy this? Amen. Hey, I can hear you. No, not really. Father God, I want to thank you for this morning. We are the church. We're the church. Gates of hell won't stand again. I think, I think it's time for us to begin to realize who we are. Jesus told us who he was, and then he now tells us who we are. And we found out today who we are. I pray that we start walking in the light of this, every one of us in this room. And Father, if they walked in here today and they're not born again, I'm going to ask you to bring them to the cross and help them to get everything you died to give them. Every gift you died to give them is theirs. Everything they need, this side of heaven has been given to us. No more bad days. I pray over every business in this church right now that it'll be blessed. Every businessman, any people who say they're going to lose their job, they'll have a better one or they'll make one. And they'll make more money and they'll do better than they've ever done in their entire life. We do not lose. And we will never lose. And then one day the rapture will take place and we will give it to them. But it won't take them but a few years to completely destroy it. Because without us, they're going to make a mess out of it. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Say, I am, I am loved, loved by, God. by God. You ready? I am. You're so pretty. I'm glad you made me. You're a smart woman. Praise the Lord. Amen. Words are powerful. Amen. The Bible says in Acts 4, I'm really loving Acts 4.12 right now, there is salvation in none other. Let me just proclaim it boldly. There is salvation in none other. There is no other name given under heaven by which man can be saved. If you're here today and you've never said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. If you've never made that proclamation, God created the world with words, and you're going you're gonna to create and receive him with words. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you got to do both. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's not good enough just to believe. you got to proclaim and say, Jesus, be my Lord. So as my altar workers are coming forward, one on each side of me at least, <laughs> praise the Lord, then they're up here to pray with you. If you've never asked Jesus to be Lord or you can't remember, come up here and proclaim and do it today. Don't walk out those doors without saying, Jesus, be Lord. Not only take me to heaven when I die, because you don't want to go to hell, because that's forever. Take me to heaven when I die, but help me to have heaven on earth now while I live here for you with God inside of me. You want God inside of you? Confess him as Lord. Amen. hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com from our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember... Our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.